I'm an Orthodox Christian. And so this is, luckily we haven't had that change, let's say. So yeah. we really, we live in that, that world where the purpose of church is to worship. And it's not, it's something which is, it really does reflect North American culture. And I think sometimes you could say that at least here, it happened in ways that are insipid. People didn't totally realize what was going on. But there's a manner in which we view church as something that we consume. This is yeah. just an inevitable part of our the way we understand culture as also entertainment. That we've reduced culture to entertainment, and so that got gets brought into the church where we're there to consume whatever it is that is going to be presented to us, and that is a problem. It is a problem. Um, and it's, it's definitely helpful to have properly oriented spaces and properly oriented liturgies to help us understand that, no, we need to orient ourselves towards God. A heartwarming welcome to the Kindling Podcast, presented to you by Celestial Zeitgeist Ministries. Here, we have uplifting conversations about the Word of God and the Christian faith, Together, let's begin the spiritual journey of bringing hearts to Christ, encouraging one another, and strengthening believers. So hallelujah and welcome to our uh, team-up episode with the Kindling Podcast and Jehovah Rabboni Podcast. Um, we have our special guest, uh, our dear, dearly beloved sister, Chioma Uwagbala. Welcome. Welcome. And thank you. Thank you. Excited to be here. <laughs> thank you for making the time um, to join us on this on this special episode. We're excited to 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 talk. I think um, we have a lot to discuss today and especially on this topic as it concerns um, our, our, our particular denomination, the Celestial Church of Christ, and even Christianity as a whole. So we're going to get to share our thoughts, our experiences. Um, so I think it's going gonna, it's gonna to have a wealth of information, um, this, this episode. So this episode is called The Symbols of Spirituality, um, which is focused on uh, symbolism, especially within the Christian fold. Uh, and we'll talk about what the Bible has to say about the use of symbols. As we know, the cross is the universal uh, Christian symbol. And the Catholics, uh, they have their rosary beads, which they use uh, as an object when making prayers. Uh, Orthodox churches as well have many symbolic objects and rituals uh, that they employ in carrying out their various liturgical services. The Celestial Church of Christ is no exception either. We use symbolic objects, gestures, uh, rituals uh, in our liturgical practices. Symbols are, are used in almost every area of human life uh, when we really take a look at it from traffic signs and, and even language uh, or, or, or disciplines. Uh, chemistry, physics, biology, and mathematics, uh, but we are we are talking specifically today about symbols of spirituality. 
what does the Bible have to say about symbols? How do we make sense of them? Uh, in this conversation, I'd like us to to explore and just keep in mind that you know sim- symbols, as we know, is not relegated to objects alone, but can are also present in parables, um, metaphoric language, uh, rituals. And I'd like us to also share, like I said earlier, our experiences, beliefs, and thoughts on symbolic representation endemic to our church, uh, the Celestial Church of Christ. And perhaps also in the conversation, uh, demystifying some of the outrageous and untrue claims about the spiritual um, symbols or symbolism that we present uh, within our own church. So without any further ado, uh, I guess we can begin with what are symbols? What are symbols? Um, particularly as Christians, how do we look at them? Um, what do they? What do they? What 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 purpose do they serve? So I think we can start with uh, Sister Chioma, At least to you, what 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 do symbols mean? I think Jake should take this one first. <laughs> All right. Okay. All right, good. I, I, I wanted, you know, to since Chomai's our guest, you know, I figured maybe she'd want to jump yeah, in that's first. The, that's that's the courtesy. No, let me know. let me buttress the buttress, you know, like what you originally do. <laughs> okay. I'm I'm loving this already. Let's go. All right. No worries. No worries. Okay. Um. Yeah. I mean, as you as you said, you know, symbols uh have the significance of being able to. Uh, get the message across in a more concise way, right? Their their significance um, is that they uh, don't require, you know, the eloquence of of, of speech um, or uh, even as much thought um, as uh, or or you know the the kind of cognitive uh, ability to to put thought together. Um, that you would typically require when you want to communicate. Um, uh, I'd use uh, an example of, you know, I think maybe the most uh, relatable, uh, you know, symbology that we can, uh, that that we use today, right, is the emoji, right? Um, If I want to communicate ideas, you know, if I, if I, if I want to agree that, Hey, someone, what somebody said is, you know, is a, I, I completely agree. I, I can just, you know, reply with a hundred mm. or, or if I, if I have, you know, if I want to show, Ooh, yeah, I really like what you said. I can reply with fire. Right. Right. And just with <laughs> that emoji, I have expressed more, right. You know, mm. as the saying goes, right. A picture is worth a thousand words. Right. And this is, you know, for, this is why, you know, the, across time we've man is always depicted even from the early languages, right? You know, like cuneiform and hieroglyphics. Mm-hmm. They, you know, before we kind of moved, you know, they, they're, they're symbols of that communicate ideas. Um, and, you know, when we bring that into the space of religion, into the space of Christianity specifically, it, it has much the same effect, right? When we want to know, you know, that something uh, uh, is consecrated, symbology you know i can say oh yeah this thing is 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 consecrated is sacred right i could say that to you but i could demonstrate it too and the Mm. demonstration is what gives it the effect the desired effect right right i could say oh you know this this um item is sacred 
But actually, in the way that the item is used, the way I use the item, right, the, the, the symbology of it is what actually demonstrates that, oh, okay, you know, when I, so when I enter into that space, I re- these things stick out to me more, mm. right? If I, you know, to use maybe our church or, you know, some churches that have a lot more uh, uh, kind of, you know, liturgy and are more, you know, are more symbolic uh, in their practices, right? You know, when you enter into our church, for example, right, and, you know, you see the, the lighting of the candle, right, at the start of the, uh, the, of the right. service, that symbol of, of you know, the, 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 the seven candlesticks are initially unlit, yeah. Right. And this symbology of one being lit right after the other, one yeah. being lit right after the other. Right. And, you know, each candle is becoming illuminated right. one after the other. Those things carry meaning that, oh, this is the, you know, there's a there, there's a certain sacred uh, 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 spiritual um, beyond, you know, beyond the physical and metaphysical meaning. Right. Um, to this action, this is conveying something um, uh, that is uh, heavenly, if you will, and that's yeah. the power of symbols. That's the that's the true power. It's something that resonates with with the human mind at a deeper level than words can. Mm. So, and I think that's kind of what I'll say. I think that's, and I think when God communicates to us in that way, that's the power of it. It allows right. us to imbibe on a much deeper level than mm. we would otherwise if it was just a word said to us. Mm. Yeah, I agree with everything that um, she has said. I think of symbolism as something that is able to convey a big idea in a very small and quick way. It's mm. almost like symbolism becomes conciseness, right? Mm. If I okay. give you a thumbs up, you know what that means. If yep. I give you a different finger, you know what that means. Okay, <laughs> <Right? laughs> so, <laughs> so you didn't even have to say much. You already understand. Right, exactly. You know yeah. exactly what that That's is. That's the power. That's the power. Yeah. Exactly. Right exactly. So there's there's that conciseness there, and I think it's also simplicity in a way, right? It brings you know um, micro ideas down to the macro level, right? <laughs> so mm. like the minutia now becomes you know, um, something that's just brought into one thing. We look at, let's, again, how many, how many crosses do we see, like, in Celestial of Christ? You walk in, there's a giant crucifix yes. standing on a wall right in front of you. And yep. that cross is a representation of sacrifice, of punishment, of pain, of everything we didn't take that he took, right? Mm. So, um, when, because you, and think about it, Christ is never smiling on that crucifix, Mm-mm. His eyes are rolled back, his blood coming from his head. You know, the more detail that's on that crucifix, you can understand that this is this is the little sacrifice that we're reminded of, right? That's, yeah. that's a huge idea being brought in just one symbol. So, right. um, you know, I think I've, that's what I would use to buttress. She's very fantastic explanation. <laughs> no, I think that I think I think that's very that's very that's very um, apt and, and astute as you put it, because um, especially what I love I love about the conciseness that you said, and also the 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 ability for it to register a, a sort of staying power in our minds. It almost seems as if we were designed in 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 that way, in such a way where um, 
because in us, right, as as human beings, is this yearning for truth, is this yearning for for meaning, and how we how we make sense of of life and you know all that is around us and having having you know symbolic representation sort of works in tandem with our desire um our desire to grasp meaning our desire the desire in us that yearns for truth right so you know and and it it has it uses that as well to to ground that information in us right has that staying power inside of us and i think when i look at scripture and i, I as an example to cite um the israelites on their exodus from egypt you know and the final plague before before the 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 death of the firstborn in egypt and all of these sequence of things that god requires of the Israelites to do um, or to perform before they leave the land, right? Because even if you if you look at the, the plagues from plague one before plague 10, you know, the, the Israelites weren't really, they weren't required to do much. But then you get on the 10th plague and all of a sudden it's like they, they have these requirements. It's like, okay, now we, ha- we all have to get a lamb without blemish. Um, we and when you eat it there's also a there's also a sequence you do it right you put on shoes you have your staff in your hand um you girdle your loins while you know as you eat it and then the the lamb is not it's not going to be uh the lamb is not is not to to it's to be eaten that entire night like it's there there should be no remainder of it right and then you take the blood of that lamb and then you you smear it on the side posts and you smear it as well on the top post right of of the house and then you know all of these things and then the bread right the unleavened bread um and and things like that all of these things it's it seems that aside from what they would come to mean because now you know now we understand the blood on the posts symbolic of of the work of Christ and the death of Christ uh, as a sacrifice on the cross. We understand the lamb, right? Meaning Christ as the sacrifice, right? I think it's John that says, "Behold, behold the Lamb of God that takes away the the sins of the world." Right? We understand that, and but also along with that too is the symbol is meant is preserved in this narrative so that the generations as well will will not forget and i think you know part of what symbols do which i'm i'm trying to zero in on 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 what you guys are also saying is that the staying power to outlive or outlast you know one generation and carry into the next generation Right, which again, I guess, is where all of our different myths and stuff come from. It's passed from one generation to to another, but for it to be able to do that, it is nested inside like a symbolic like narratives that are filled with 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 uh, symbolic representation. What do you guys think mm-hmm. about that? Yeah, yeah I mean, that's what becomes the- traditions, right? You know, right. If, you, if you look at the all the different uh, the traditions of different cultures. Um, let's let's use one that all cultures practice, right? M- marriage. And you'd ask yourself, man, what you know? Where did all these kind of elaborate symbology, 
in, in these marriage traditions come from. It's like you said, right? Symbols allow us to pass ideas down from one generation to the other, hmm. right? The, and those, those, sim, those, those ideas are codified in these symbols and they're practiced, reinforced from one generation to the other, right? If you look at, you know, um, uh, the different, uh, uh, you know, marriage ceremonies of, of, of different cultures, it's mm. filled with symbology. Yep. Like, you know, um, the, the, uh, the Jewish one where they, you know, step on broke on glass, mm. right. Um, the, you know, the one that, if, that came in, you know, in Af- out of African American culture where they, you know, they jump over the broom. Right. Um, and you know, Indian marriage ceremonies. So, you know, you know, Yoruba, Igbo, I was marriage ceremonies and, I mean, in all, all cultures have them, right? These things have a meaning. They have a, 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 a you know, a, a purpose, and they're communicating an idea um, that started with one generation, and that generation perpetuates it down, right? To you know, for however long. Sometimes, you know, of course, things don't stay that way forever, but you know, at least they they go down to uh, as many generations uh, until. You know, one generation maybe says, "Okay, this symbology is no longer needed." But mm-hmm. you know, exactly to your point, that's the that's the 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 things that you know when we, when when we contrast with oral traditions, um, symbols give us a more consistent way to pass down big ideas than oral traditions because oral traditions become um, subjective and uh, it becomes a game of telephone. Where right. by, the, by the time you know uh, two, three, four, maybe four success generations, it's com- what you what you what you've received is completely different different than what was initially given. Right, right, right. That's actually what I wanted to say. That symbolism is nonverbal communication. Mm. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a type of communication where, um, you know, it is okay. I'm going to give a biblical example. Right. So yeah. right when. Um, and the Philistines had car- captured the Ark of Covenant, right? First Samuel 5. Yeah. Like, and they put it next to their idol, Dagon. And they left mm. and came back, and Dagon was laying face down on the ground before the mm. Ark of the Covenant. Like, nice. that's symbolic, yep. <laughs> right? Yep. Being face down on the ground before, like, it's like Dagon is bowing to the Ark of Covenant, right? That's right. right. That's the first thing. They wanted to ignore that symbol, put Dagon back, came back, head was broken off, hands were broken off, and he was still lying face down on the ground for, mm. <laughs> you know, like, before the Ark of Covenant. That is non-verbal communication. God is right. saying something without having to say something, right? The devastate, now everybody's got tumors, <laughs> right? That mm. is saying something without saying something. So yeah. I think um, that non-verbal communication that's there in symbolism is something, I think it's it's interesting because sometimes, like the game of telephone, people can miss what that symbol's supposed to mean. Right. Right. Um, people can kind of be like, oh, maybe that's just like, of course, Dagon fell down. They thought, oh, maybe, you know, maybe it's a fluke. Maybe, you know, something shook it. Maybe, you know, wind or whatever. Right. Um, yeah. And there are other times where, you know, you will get the picture. So I, I think even in our church, we have so many symbols. We are so symbolic. I mean, even from the founding of the church with the pastor founder, you know, seeing the monkey, you know, seeing Luli, I mean, hearing Luli and all those other things. Like there was so much symbolism since the foundation of our church that things get, things can still get lost in translation if that symbolism isn't communicated properly. Right. So, um, yeah. Okay. So now 
let's talk about one one more aspect and i want to i want to i want to like shift a bit pivot a little bit um one looks at one looks at symbolic representation and you know as i said earlier there's a yearning for truth or a quest for truth that we're we're on um it's like we're trying to discover something that is beyond right something that i mean we believe is beyond and when you look at when you look at civilization so far it would seem that um we've realized that for us to get from one state to the next state that is beyond we need symbolic representation and what do i mean it's like let's take music as an example right now one could be naturally gifted right you can have a natural gift maybe to to play drums or to play um a, a, a organ or piano and things like that but then we 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 got together and realized that okay we need to kind of scale this down in a way where we can we can write down music right we can break it down we can we can develop a, a, a grand staff the treble clef the bass clef we can have uh, whole notes rests symbols that depict you know quarter notes and and many other things that we put together for a piece you know for a piece of music and that's why you know we can replicate um beethoven's beethoven's works even hundreds of years after he's passed on right and you know we can play it uh on 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 whatever instrument i guess but along with that too is that it also helps us to explore the 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 space deeper that we would not have been able to if we did not find a method of of um if we did not develop a method of encapsulating the musical idea or the concept in 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 symbols i hope that's kind of like coming across and you guys are making sense because what i'm trying to get at is would it have been possible for us to 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 have works like great works like box works or great works like like um like mozart and other other types of works that we know now we can now play would it have been possible for us to because there are times i'm listening to let's say works of, of chopin for instance and i'm like oh my gosh these people are touching like this this composer is touching on something that's so beyond and moving music on its own definitely you know if, even if we are not playing with 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 you know we are not looking at the sheets or whatever the sheet music is powerful no doubt but then there's something as well to be said about when we encapsulate something in symbolic representation it allows us to explore that landscape in a deeper way i i guess another example would be okay let's say calculus or physics right you know if we did not or geometry if we did not get all of these concepts and put them in 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 symbolic form would it would it be possible for us to, to number one explore those spaces deeper right like if we're, if i'm talking about force now force equals mass times acceleration as an example that has been put in 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 a symbolic way right it's encapsulated and then we use that encapsulate you know whenever i think of force now i'm thinking ma right and 
and you know mass times acceleration and then we put that also as well we can that becomes f and then we find that f even in another in another sequence of 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 equations right and those again solve a more, much more bigger um a much more bigger uh question if you guys understand what i'm saying that is 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 what is there to be said about symbols allowing us to explore the landscape deeper and then drawing us closer even to the be to the to the beyond right would it be possible for us to explore that explore deeper without symbols is that possible can we imagine a situation a, 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 a situation in this world without it and then finally I'll, I'll use the example of Christ right Christ wants to teach us about the kingdom of God and it seems that the best way he's able to employ it is through parables would it be possible in any other way for us right to understand something deeper without it without it being encapsulated in symbolic form what does that look like if that is possible or that isn't something that uh, we that you believe is possible what do you guys think about that yes i think you know does that yeah. kind of make sense? Do you guys get? Do you guys understand the the way I presented that, or you need more more clarity? Yeah, I think I get what you're saying. Um, symbols, right? The other the other aspect to them is that they allow us to they they can encode many different meanings, right? Um, and it allows our minds to reflect mm-hmm. and ponder. Uh, beyond just if i said something to you when you consider a symbol you you know you, it allows you to think okay well in this context this symbol has this meaning in another context this symbol also has this meaning right it has a different meaning and when you you know when you when you're able to reason in that way it opens your mind up to be able to uh be more intimate with an idea Mm. right i like that to you know to like to to use some of the examples and to also like throw in one of mine right think about our dna sequence Mm. right i think it's what the there's four letters that we use to kind of right right? agt and c agt and c but if Mm. you if you if you what makes mystery of life is all the different ways you can combine those symbols Right. right and this is what we are currently always exploring if i put it in this sequence if i do this if i do that what what happens and it's 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 not coincidence that it seems as though you know i, I am one who strongly believes um in the idea you know when when people say you know god basically you know kind of wrote you know has given us two main sources of revelation of himself you know one are the scriptures but the other is is creation itself mm-hmm. and when we look at, at creation right as a way of you know kind of also having a, a having having a, 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 an aspect of revelation of god then there's something to the fact that all of creation seems to be encoded with symbols mm. right there's symbology in in creation what do i mean by that again i i gave the example of you know uh, of our dna sequence right mm. um, and how you know we've we've we we see the encoding and it actually marvels us Right, we look at mathematics. We see the encoding, the symbols, you know, that we've all, and we it marvels us, right? But beyond that, to kind of you know bring it down to to parables, when Jesus would give an example, you know, he would say something like, 
when you plant a seed, this was when he was, you know, uh, uh, in, in John chapter, is it 12 or uh, 13, when he begins to talk about when he, you know, his, his, his ministry coming to an end and he's about to be offered up as a sacrifice. Mm. Um, when he comes into Jerusalem, you know, on Palm Sunday, um, we're told there's a little excerpt there that some Greeks wanted to speak with Christ. Mm. And, you know, they go to Andrew, Andrew, go, they go to Philip, Philip goes to Andrew, Andrew goes to Jesus. And, hey, there's some people that have come all the way, right, from, you know, the, the, the Grecian part of the Roman Empire to come and speak with you. And Jesus said, you know, unless a, you know, when a seed is, you know, uh, is put into the soil, he says it must first die. And then when mm. it dies, it, it, then it, it yields fruit. And it doesn't just yield one fruit, but many. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that's symbology right there right of and it's something we should consider right when we think about why is it that if i if i want to plant an orange tree right and i just put why is it when i put one seed into the ground number one what comes out of the ground is not a seed but a fruit right right and why is it that it's not just well you put one seed into the ground you go and you get one fruit back right. why do i get a whole tree of fruits from one seed this and I use that as an example of these, these this and when we look at, at at creation, it is full of these kinds of symbols that communicate an idea to us. I'm bringing this as it ties out to to God, a revelation of God. It brings it to this idea that of that God wants us to understand mm. of how it requires very little to get much, mm. and, and you see it's communicated all throughout Scripture. Mm-hmm. Oh, there's 5,000, just even the men to feed. How are we going to feed them? Right. Well, you mm-hmm. just need five loaves of bread and two fishes. Mm-hmm. Right? Oh, well, I need, Moses needs to perform all kinds of miracles. What does he have in his hand? Just the rod he uses to guide sheep? That'll do. Right? The, the widow at Zarephath only has a little bit of oil and there's some bread to bake cake for her and her son to eat and die. Right. Oh, don't worry about that. The man of God will turn it into and fill many containers that she'll be able to start to sell it with. It is this idea, and this brings us to your point. This brings us into closer and, and more intimate knowledge and a more secure knowledge. Why is it more secure? Because when symbols are repeated, right? When we, well, it's like when we see the same pattern over and over. Mm. it sticks more to us it becomes more weightier it's like you know it's like if you're studying something and you keep seeing the same patterns excuse me you keep seeing the same patterns over and over and over and over again you're becoming more intimate with with that with that idea you're becoming more secure you you know it more and you and it it'll it will it will have a greater impact on you that's the power of symbols especially when repeated yeah. Right. Especially when repeated over and over and over again, and especially when you could apply them in different contexts. Mm. Right. That's the that's the power that's that symbols carry. And in a, in a real in a spiritual perspective, it is the same thing. The when you read the Old Testament, you cannot come to any other conclusion that than the fact that God is a God of symbols and ritual. Right. And those, the purpose of that is to, is to allow us to become more intimate, right? As you repeat the, doing those rituals over and over, 
right? Mm. As, you, as you repeat, you know, observing those symbols over and over, you're becoming more intimate in your, in, you know, in your understanding of, mm. what, of, of what God is trying to communicate. Mm. And it's, it's becoming more and more impressed in your mind. Seems intimacy is synonymous with understanding God, at least when we're talking in the spiritual landscape. The more you have, you want to understand God, that's what intimacy is. I guess, right. I guess even with us as well, that's, it's getting, understanding is synonymous with intimacy as well. Exactly. Understanding just generally is synonymous with intimacy, Intim right? Mm. You know, when we, when we talk about, oh, two people being intimate, mm. it's they are the place of where they understand each other. Mm. Where, where they see, they really see each other, right? Um, mm. they, 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 their minds are, you know, in, in sync. They're on the same wavelength, we would say, right? That's why even, just sorry to cut you off, as you were speaking, it just reminded me of something. It, it's like when you're, let's say you're in a jam session, musical session, and you guys, like two of you haven't discussed, like maybe a move you're going to do, maybe one's on the guitar, one's on the, on the, on the keyboard. And then, but you're you're playing this sequence of, of of notes and chords and it's and then you maybe you you deviate a little bit and that person almost does this you know does deviates too as you're almost like you've read each other's mind there's something in that moment when you guys both do it and you look at each other and you're like oh yeah like it's like you didn't you didn't you didn't tell each other you were going to do that but it's like that 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 music or there's a there's a sort of understanding in that flow that has developed that allowed you guys to almost move in sync at the same time and that's an intimacy it's like you didn't discuss it but it was it's almost as if like there's a there was a deeper level of connection there absolutely um, many many you know um people who like you know jazz musicians or people that just are that do like these kind of sessions mm -hmm. when they're jamming they yeah. talk about that all the time mm -hmm. right where they just enter this kind of you know, um, uh, the state where they just know what is going on right. without, without any previous communication, right? They, because they, they understand the music, they've become intimate with it, right? Mm. And, and, and again, you know, music is what? It's just, it's, it's these, what we've symbolized it into notes and things. And so because they have that in their mind or they know, or the, even the very sound itself, mm -hmm. they can play against each other. And mm. you know, in and in different contexts, yeah. Right? One might, you know, this one will speed it up, right? As though mm. you know, say, and he, and you know, and another will, will, will respond in the, you know, in, in, in giving back that same energy, or might change the energy again, and mm. the other person picks on picks up on that, and they're just going back and forth, right? right. In in different contexts, but the synergy is there, this intimacy is there. That's right. the power of of of, of symbols, right? Of of when we can we can distill ideas down to symbols mm. it, it it allows for uh more expression than just the expression the communication of 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 words right again it's like uh to 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 kind of uh maybe make this more relatable right to to the audience um at least for the audience listening in in our in our time right think about if i if i if I want to respond to something and I put something made me laugh, if I put one, you know, crying emoji, one, you know, the, the laughing tears emoji, mm -hmm. you get the idea. Right. Now, if I come, if I, if I put two, if I send two, mm. 
I'm still laughing. But yeah. It has, but it has also sent a different meaning. That's right. That this one, this is extra funny. Yeah. If I send three, you say, oh, it's extra funny. Now, if I send, if the I skull. send, if I send the skull, that's exactly what I thought. <laughs> yeah. If I send, if I send two and I add a skull. Yeah. You see what I mean? In, mm. in this is the power of symbols, mm. right? In the context, in the combination, and it allows for further expression and more intimacy. Indeed. Right. Um, I want to jump in <laughs> if I can here. Yeah. Oh, yeah, you already know. I wanted to squeeze him, but Shay was going, so I was like, let me just wait. Oh, <laughs> yeah, you, it, Shay, Shay, Shay was cooking. Yeah, like, yeah, let him yeah, cook. Let me, let me not, yeah, yeah, yeah. Let me not, let me not mess up this, this soup that he's, that he's making for us. Like, for sure. Pepe, you know? Yeah, <laughs> go ahead. Go ahead. Jump in, please. So, you know, I actually got to write things down because, like, as you guys were talking, because like, I don't want to forget what I wanted to say. But, yeah, um, you wrote it in symbols and alphabets. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you, you can. Know, there you go. And that's, and that's it. Symbols communicate something that's intangible or something that's hard to communicate. Yeah. Right? Like, again, it's, it's that non-verbal communication. I think that's one of the things I love about CCC is that there's symbols in everything we do. So it mm. makes our worship so much more real, right? It's celestial. It's it, We are trying to emulate that, like, heavenly worship. We're trying to make worshiping about being in the literal presence of God, right? Our candles are presenting, you know, the light, right? Present that same altar. Us wearing white like they did in the book of Revelation, you know, right. us bowing down like they did in the book of Revelation. Like, you know, I think in other modes of worship, you know, sometimes that lack of symbolism can make God seem kind of more distant, you know, mm. like, and, that, and, and in that sense, people don't get that same intimacy. Good um, point. You know, but for us, it's like we're really trying to emulate that heavenly worship. We're trying to create that intimacy. We're trying to create that oneness with the kingdom, that oneness with the Trinity. You know, in some parishes, they'll even like paint like the clouds, like the rainbow, you know, trying to like almost like make us feel like, oh yeah, we're in the kingdom, we're in heaven, you know, um, right. like or like behind our altar. Uh, I and I think that uh, you know we we have the incense that kind of makes it, you know, creates a different kind of vibe. You know, what I'm saying <laughs> right, right. <laughs> you know, so there, <laughs> yeah, you know, that you know we have the the charisma of the Holy Spirit that you know something that's unusual. Um, and I think that's so, that that symbolism again of us like trying to emulate okay this is how the worship is in heaven this is a celestial thing that that creates a, like a more uh, a closeness with it again but I, that kind of goes back to my original point that that symbolism sometimes has to be communicated i think right. some of our kids and our youth don't grasp the symbolism mm. and sometimes they don't know why our, our mode of worship is the way it is right and that's why sometimes they don't understand like so that intimacy there is still lacking because if i send you emojis you know, going off Shay's example, and you don't know what they mean. Mm. You'll be like, "What? What is he trying? Did he think? What is he trying to say?" <laughs> right. Right. Um, so I think it's important too that to, um, as we have this symbol of specifically in Celestial of Christ, and it's as beautiful and as wonderful as it is, that it's something that's communicated. Like this is why this symbol is this, right? Moses um, talked about it. That okay, like show, show show your kids when we do the Passover, right? When you're yes. doing the Passover, tell them about it as well. So they yes. know why we do these things. Um, and I think it's the Church of Christ. Sometimes that lack of communication is there as to like, these are the symbols that we use. Why do we use these symbols and why are they important? So I know I kind of like went with Shane and took a left. <laughs> but No, no, that's exactly, but, no, that's good. Because that's an excellent point. The, 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 the making it clear or, or at least the explanation of why we do the things we do. And I think mm -hmm. you make a very good point in our church. And there's also, there's also 
the problem of of like so much variations right and to misinterpretation misinterpretations <laughs> exactly you know where i'm going before we even explore that territory i want i want to explore this because i don't think this gets talked uh this gets explored much mm-hmm. and and we'll start with you Chama, because why it, it, now this is a sense i get right mm-hmm. in our in when we talk about the african churches when we use you know paraphernalia and and symbolic um, rituals or symbolic gestures um, in our church or in the African churches, there's this sense, and you know, I want you guys to sort of like, you know, um, follow me here. Is that there's this sense where automatically in our mind somehow, even amongst, especially amongst our people, automatically it triggers like demonic, you know. Um, Demonic practices. Um, There's there's this there's this shadow and this 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 negative um, uh, landscape that that it seems that um, we we tend to we tend to all go in go into whenever you know the the you know the African churches are doing certain things right, especially in a symbolic manner. But then. When you see it done in, let, let's say, the Catholic Church, they use incense. Um, Orthodox churches use incense. The Coptic Orthodox use incense. Um, or you see them having an altar. Or you even see them fall on their faces. Where we we look at it in a in we look at it differently, right? There's a there's a there's a different impression it has on the mind, right? Because I've invited, you know, some, you know, some other, you know, African, uh, African worshipers, the Celestial Church of Christ, or even African American. And when they come to our church, there's this. They look at it. And even I remember there's an occasion I'd invited uh, an African, a fellow African person, and the person left immediately. And I came to find out later on that they thought like, to them it's like. It's like it's a it's like a cultish, you know, in the negative way, and cultish demonic practice. What we're doing because I guess somebody went to the altar that day and they start and and they started um they they got the perfume and then got the holy water and started sprinkling it and to them it just registered in a in a negative cultish type of way. But then when you go to like the Catholic Church, if they were and I'm pretty sure if they were in a Catholic domain, right, in a Catholic setting. Or an orthodox setting, they would understand. Even if they didn't fully understand it, it seems there's a reluctance in us um, not to immediately see those practices as demonic. But for our, for in our case, the African churches, Im- instantly it almost seems there's a there's a demonic label on on doing things in a symbolic manner. And perhaps that also speaks to why maybe the more Pentecostal evangelical type of worship seems to strike more of a chord with us than even churches that are from the African roots, that that the Lord descended um, to us directly, that are more orthodox looking with on the African soil. Do you understand what I'm saying? What do you think about that? Oh, absolutely. This is white supremacy and anti-blackness at work. But I'm, <laughs> I'm going to go ahead and let Shade go first. Cause it, <laughs> I, I need, I need because, you to, because yeah. you know that's what I'm going to say. Like, yeah. so anyway, Shade, go okay. ahead. Because let me, let me let you say something and I can butcher what you say. <laughs> okay, yeah, so, and I think I, I'm gonna actually disagree because the Go thing ahead. is the reason, and the reason for that is I love this already. This yeah. is something that is um, 
inherent or let me not use the word inherent, right? This this happens even on the uh, in Nigeria and the African continent itself. Let's even forget, you know, like the fact that you know we we we've, we brought our religion here, and you know maybe that's the reason. You know, people it's 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 new and people don't don't know. But even in Nigeria, let's say, right? Um, I mean, there's still the very real um, belief, for example, that the Church of Christ is some kind of occultic. Uh, uh, or you know, fetish. church fetish mm-hmm. kind of thing, right? So that that's why I, I can't say that it's it's the result of some kind of you know anti you know uh, African sentiment or you know things like that because mm. because you, you, this is something that has been uh, in you know on ground way bef- you know since the the church was founded, right? Um, and so, what's the reason for that? Well, my 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 read on it is that. It's the result of, um, you have to look at things in the context, right? It's the result of the, the way most Africans relate to um, uh, symbology. And for a lot of, a lot of Africans, their, uh, like their first contact or their, 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 the, the, the pre- predominant contact they have with symbology is through like you know a fetish priest it's through you know um the uh, uh the 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 traditional uh religious practices, practices mm-hmm. of wherever they come from right the the witch doctor or the you know whatever whatever you know word we every every culture uses for their you know their their specific traditional high priest mm-hmm. right and so that's their that's the context in which they 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 understand symbology. But let me, let me interject real quick, though. When you look at European history, they mm-hmm. also came from similar types of roots, like a similar type of root. They, I mean, they had, um, they had you know, pagan roots. Correct, they right? did things they, with, yeah. Yep, you would offer at the, you know, but the how did of that Zeus transition? The, all yeah. that stuff, right. How did that transition happen for them where... Right. Because, I, I, and because I'm things so- that look black look like savagery. Like, mm. was, like that, that's, that's, I'm still going to stand on that point, right? Okay. That things that Africans do will look like savagery. Like, they don't understand the symbolism. So the things that we do in more traditional-looking churches, that symbolism reminds them of traditional religions. But, right? I, think the, but I think the question is, why, mm. does it, why does it look that way to us? Again, it goes back to the fact that, okay, and this, it looked to us too. Okay, who brought, like, when Christianity was brought to the, was brought to Africa, Right. There mm-hmm. were Christian, there were black Christians, true too, as well, right? But yeah, to well, us too, like, sub, we, have, like, we do come yeah. from a, a, a post-colonial society, right. right? And during that colonialism, again, when we were, we were bringing the Christian faith to us, it does not look like what our traditional religions used to look like. So anything that, so they're like, hey, this is something different from what you used to have. What you used to have is bad. What we used to have had a lot more symbolism attached, right? Mm. So if we have that symbolism similar. Or what it looks like, what it could be, right? In Celestial of Christ today, or in CNS today, or in other churches today, um, for them it's like, oh, they're trying to mix the two. That's that that like they it, it even if one came to the Native Americans as well, when Christianity was brought to them, they tried to push away anything that looks like what it, what it used to be, right? Mm. So I think that that symbolism that's attached to traditional religions is con- it was condemned. So anything that in, in our new and for example, in our other churches that are founded in Africa that have some types of symbolism that are not related to the, you know, um, white-centric Christianity, 
that's what not makes it look like that, even to us, because again, it was brought to us that way. Mm. Mm. But but I mean, my counterpoint to that would be though, but mm-hmm. Catholicism, right, was the first. I think the Portuguese brought Catholicism, right. but that's so that, white symbolism, so that one is okay. Yeah, but okay, but <laughs> what? I mean, but I, 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 no, I mean, I guess the thing is, if we, if, but if yeah. if how how would somebody distinguish between? Um, because, and I'm using Catholicism as an example because it's similar right. to like Church yeah, of Christ. Absolutely. You're, I, 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 would you say that somebody would look at a white person burning incense and look at a black person burning incense, the exact same act, and come to different two different conclusions and say, well, I, one is good and one's bad? Absolutely. Just the same way you can see a white person walking down the street in a hoodie and a black person walking down the street in a hoodie and look at it in two different things and they're doing the exact same thing. Yeah, but but again, I'm 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 restricting like to the to the yeah strictly Africans. to the church, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, no, I'm even saying like to the Africans themselves, right? Who right. like I I don't know. I guess it's 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 difficult for me to a, to right. think that like you would see because when you look at you would see yourself ideally, right, as the one right, right. doing the same act. But why I would you think dis- that? I don't disagree. I don't disagree. A Catholic priest who is you know burning incense, and even Catholic garbs are elaborate. Right. Correct. So Correct. when they wear, burn incense, nobody thinks anything of it. All of a sudden, we burn incense, we sprinkle holy water, but because we're barefoot and we wear white, it's different. I don't know why. <laughs> you know that 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 like separation is there. But again, it could be that oh, Catholicism is seen as holy. Like this is something we recognize that was brought to us as cleansed as holy. And this might and maybe they look at you know CCC or CNS or wherever again any other church that does something similar and maybe a bastardization of. That holiness, because people say too that oh, black Roman churches are trying to mix traditional religions and Christianity together. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Right. We, we so get accused that, of being it, syncretic. Right. Exactly. So I think part of that is 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 where like that difference is. Catholicism is okay. I recognize Catholics. The white people brought the Europeans brought this to us. This is what it's supposed to be. I don't know what this is. This is how they did it. You know. And, and right. And, and that's what I'm. That's what I'm saying. I think the reason for that is because. When, when you know, uh, people conce- conceive of, I think I'm, when I speak, I'm talking about Africans and their own on their own soil. When they <laughs> con- when they think about Catholicism, they say, "Well, well, that's how the Europeans do their own thing, right? <laughs> and that's, that's okay." But they think of ours as well. Well, the only the only relation I have to a lot of sim- you know symbolism and ritual <laughs> is in is in this perspective. So <laughs> if if we're now doing it like this, well, it must be still related to the traditional uh, 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 practices. You get what right. I'm saying? They yeah. don't see it as like, oh, this is just uh, it, it's sim- it's similar to Catholicism. They don't they don't see it that way. They see right. it as it is similar to the traditional practices. And, that's, right. and, I, and I'm saying I don't that's I don't think that's the result of some kind of like anti you know black sentiment. I think it's actually mm. the result of what uh, Africans on their own. Uh, 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 soil, right? Uh, in their own societies, can best relate these practices to, and I think they can oh. best relate these practices to the traditional uh, uh, religious practices of their of their respective cultures. Right, but and I, and I and I kind of push a little bit step further and think, okay, well then why is it simply okay? But then if you relate it to then why is that inherently bad? And that goes back to my point of it being like. Okay, they see. Okay, again, the, the, to the example we're, we're going off of two people burning incense, one in the Catholic Church, one in Celestial Church for like our, you know, just for example purposes. 
why is it that when they see it and it seems like it's leaning more towards traditional religions, like Shane was saying, like, why is it now seen as it being bad? And that goes back to my point of it is bad because when original, like originally when Christianity was brought, they told us it was bad. So it's like, okay, just you're saying, okay, this is our own soul. This is our own way. Like, why would we see it as bad? And I'm like, that's influence, which I guess goes back to what I said about white supremacy. And I said, you know, look, I'll say colonialism, you know, all those other things. So, right, that that part I agree with you, right? Be- yeah, but, yeah. But it's not. It's because the traditional practices, right, have were now demonized. Anything that exactly. even lo- anything that looks like it is now exactly. demonized as well. Yes, exactly. That's my point. Okay. So, but we, uh, I, I, like, I see what you're saying, and I hope you also kind of see where I'm coming from. I do. I do. Okay. On the on the other side too are those who are drawn. They are drawn to the church because they actually like. The, the 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 rituals maybe because it reminds them of the old ways Absolutely. right of the the old tradition some people are drawn to it yep um rather it, it's not much that they're concerned with the deeper understanding is also a sense of familiarity that they they they're able you know that they have with it so if you do baptism mm-hmm. perhaps it reminds them of some of the rituals by the water that the old religion practiced and things like that but i mm-hmm. guess the point i was trying to get at is you know, there's a level of it that is a lack of under, lack of communication of what these things mean. That's certainly there. But I also wanted to explore to see if there's some sort of implicit bias that we have already, maybe as a result of, you know, like Choma said, like colonial um, discipline or even just, you know, from a historical perspective that, you know, we, we've, we've tended to see, you know, traditional symbols representation, you know, you know, representational of, of, of negative things. And that's why, you know, there's an aversion when, when even amongst, like she said, like uh, even amongst us Nigerian, when we see us bowing, it's almost like this aversion as if we're bowing to an idol. Right, you know, and they don't realize that it's not the altar is not what we're bowing to. It's more of what the altar represents, and it seems like exactly. in the in the West that understanding is clear. That even mm-hmm. if 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 a Nigerian went into a Catholic church, they don't have that aversion. It's almost as if even if they don't have the understanding, they don't have the same aversion that they would have in the celestial church of Christ that they would have in a Catholic setting. And, and I do think that's a reason for, I, I want to interject and say, I think one thing that also I think contributes to that is that yeah. of course, like, you know, uh, uh, it's had over time, right? Um, the, the, let's see, let's use Catholicism, right? It's mm-hmm. had thousands of years to polish, to be polished. Mm. I, yes. don't think, I don't think we can yes. deny the fact that like okay. the, the there is an element of something of of the exercise of the rituals looking more polished. That's fair. In in like a in in, a, in Catholicism versus let's say Sister Church of Christ. Their like, PR team is fantastic. Sure, exactly. Right? <laughs> I mean, like think about it. We learned. I mean, growing up here, we learned about Catholicism in, in like world history. Sure, exactly, right. right? And you, but they've had time to polish out right. the, the the symbology and the rituals. Whereas, like you know, here, you know, you go into a church. Imagine going to a church and some guy just starts sprinkling water right in your face, <laughs> just yeah. sla- just slapping your face <laughs> with water. Right? Yeah. That's not, it's like, hey, what's, yeah, what's yeah. go? Whereas it's supposed Perfume to be sp- is now in your eye, it's burning. Ex- exactly. Whereas <laughs> yeah. it's supposed to be sprinkled over the congregation, not right, right. on somebody's face. Right, right, but th- that's a, that's a, that's exactly what I mean. So when yeah. you see it in that way, you're like, uh, this is just very kind of like where it's not polished, it's not yet refined. 
Mm-hmm. And when you're looking for beauty in symbology, right? That's part of the other thing that that symbols carry. It's mm-hmm. it, it, it's the, the, there's a beauty in it, right? Mm-hmm. You know, right? Um, and when when symbols doesn't lack beauty, it can also be off-putting, right? Yes, of course. Yeah, that's the thing. That's the thing we also have to understand when mm. it when it seems unrefined. You mm-hmm. you you it, it's it doesn't deliver the message just as well. Right. Right. If I send an emoji and let's say like it's something it's I send it in such a way that is like completely incoherent. Right. Mm-hmm. It's not as polished. Right. You'd be like uh, what's going on here? Yeah. That's the, that's the other part of it. Agreed. Absolutely. Again, it's, it's nonverbal communication, but sometimes that communication needs to be explained. Yeah. OK. I think we'll stick the landing here. Um and well, I, I think this is a good one because I really wanted us to explore um, also. I know, I'm sad di- we have to finish. Yeah. <laughs> oh, we, we could do a part two then. Yeah, yeah I think. Yeah, that, yeah, we'll, we'll, yeah we'll definitely do a second part of this. This is, this, is, this is great. And then we can really dive into the celestial church of Christ and what these symbols mean and, and, mm-hmm. and related to the, to the Bible. Mm-hmm. Um, all right. I want to thank you guys um, once again for Thank uh, you an for excellent, having me. Yeah, you're welcome. We love you. Streams we love over you. Excellent discussion. <laughs> Shameless plug. plug. Yeah, yeah. yeah absolutely. Streams over about my podcast. Seasons one and two are already out and available. 14 episodes that you will love. So. All right. Excellent. <laughs> Great episode. Awesome. All right. See you guys on the next episode. Bye.